Look at everything as though you are seeing it either for the first or last time. Then your time on earth will be filled with glory. Betty Smith Today, we're going to be talking about perspective. The way we choose to see the things in our life, the situations we may be in, the experiences that we go through, really make all the difference and can either bring us joy and happiness or the opposite. We'll share a few stories and experiences that hopefully help you to look inside of yourself and help you change the way you choose to look at the things in your life aka your perspective for the better you deserve to see things from a positive perspective you deserve to see and recognize the good in your life if you're interested in hearing these stories and experiences and other good wholesome and uplifting stories and experiences then you've come to the right place because that's literally all that we do here at dodal and we upload once a week so if that piques your interest please like and subscribe to our channel and turn on all notifications so that you don't miss any of our weekly uploads if you're listening on spotify or apple podcasts or however you listen to us please share our podcast with anyone that you feel could benefit from it and leave a rating and review the more shares and positive ratings and reviews that we get the easier it is for other people to find this podcast which helps the total community grow which results in more light that we can help spread in this world Hello everyone, I'm glad that you're here today. I'm your host Dylan, and today my beautiful wife Kayla is joining me once again. Say hello. Hello. How have you been since last time? Been really good. Good. We had a lot of fun uh, when she joined me for a previous episode that was on gratitude. If you haven't listened to it, I highly recommend listening to it. It's episode 5 titled Unlocking the Secret to Lasting Joy, the Power of Gratitude. And really quick, before we get into the stories and experiences that we have to share with you today, Kayla is going to answer last week's question for us, which was, what is one of the hardest things you've gone through and how has it impacted you for the better? That's a really hard question. But as I was thinking about it, one of the hardest things that I think we've been through recently and that I've been through a couple of years ago, Dylan and I flipped a house and he, okay, he did the flipping. I did the background support role. And it was a really hard time because he was still working full-time at his job and he was doing everything with that. And then he would go after a full day of work that was also a physical labor. Then he would go work at the house and was doing everything there. And we tried to save on money. We tried to do a lot of the work ourselves and not have to hire out, which was good. But it just meant it was really hard on him physically. And for us, it meant that we didn't see each other very often. And it was a very, very big financial strain on us because we had bought a house and thankfully we did this with Dylan's parents so that helped a lot and that partnership was really good but it was still a lot and we didn't exactly know what we were doing just really trying to figure it out so we kind of got down to the end of it and we were towards the end of this deadline that we had set and that we really needed to get the house sold we weren't completely done yet and we were sitting there and we needed to get the painting done and anyways, do, do all these last things because we had the photographer coming and I remember sitting there and I was frantically painting one of the doors and Dylan came up. We had already previously rescheduled the photographer and then Dylan came and was like, we're not going to be done in time. We have to reschedule again. And that meant we were pushing getting the house listed again and we were, it was that much longer until we could get the house sold and be done with it. And that was like really devastating to me. I just remember him telling me that and then leaving to go make the call to reschedule the photographer. And I just sat down and started crying because it was, it was a very stressful time for us. So we had worked so hard and I felt like we had done all we could 
to get this done and it still wasn't enough. And that feeling of not being enough was really, really hard for me. Now, the second part of the question on how that impacted me for the better, when I sat there crying, Dylan came back in after ending the call and he held me and we kind of just, I don't remember if Dylan cried. Probably not. (laughs) Um, But I remember him holding me and it was this moment of us knowing yeah, we couldn't do it ourselves truly. And so we said a prayer together and I just realized I have to rely on God for everything. Even something as simple and temporal as flipping a house and something that we had decided to do and something that we did feel good about doing. But in the end, it kind of came down to like, okay, I'm not enough. I couldn't do this alone. We needed outside help. We needed family help. We needed each other. And through all of it, I really did learn like, okay, when I can turn to God for this, he will help us. And we eventually sold the house and we got it done and it all worked out, right? I just, I was very in the moment at that time, which was okay. And it was that prayer that we said, I was just so upset that just made me feel like, okay, I can get through this. And that's how I came out better from that really hard situation was learning. I I don't have to do it alone. I'm not alone and we can get through it. Yeah, that was a very stressful time. (laughs) I actually ended up getting plantar fasciitis from it because I was on my feet for so long because I'd work at the airport, which I was on my feet all day. And then I'd drive over to the house we were flipping and I'd be there till like nine o'clock, 10 o'clock sometimes at night. And I'm just working constantly. So yeah, it was tiring and stressful. And we might've made it a little more stressful on ourselves at some points because we were like, we got to get this sold. We got to do this. We got to do that. But yeah, it ended up working out. Thank you so much for answering that question. Okay. So I wanted to start off with another quote from a show that Kayla and I have been watching. And this show, it's kind of embarrassing, but not really. I don't really care. It's a Korean drama, a K-drama. I don't know if any of you have watched them, but they're the most wholesome show. It's It's like a Hallmark movie show on steroids, and it's actually good. And they lean into the cheesiness. It's actually really good. It's so good and wholesome and it meets every like romance. It it meets what real romance is and it's so satisfying and it feels so good. It's so feel good and happy and the music is always awesome. I don't know. They just have quality work. They're really good. So if you're ever looking for something super wholesome, they're really good. Like, I don't know if it's Korean culture. I guess it would be because it's their show. But they're all about the relationship. They're all about getting to know each other. Holding hands is a big deal. And then a kiss is a really big deal. So it's just like very wholesome and good and clean. And I guess that's why one of the reasons we like it so much. But the quote I wanted to share with you goes like this. It says, the neocortex calamity, 20, 30, 40, the part in charge of those time-related concepts, it's the neocortex of the brain. Cats don't have any neocortex, even though they eat the same food every day, are in the same house every day, living each day the same. They don't feel depressed or bored. To them, time is only the current moment. Because I'm 20, since I'm 30, because I'll be 40 soon, the only species that confines itself to partitions of time like that is the human species. Only humans attack age as a weakness and spend time on it, and it causes them to spend emotions. It's the price we pay for having an evolved neocortex. Nam say he, and the show is Because This Is My First Life. Also, if you're interested in K-dramas and you want to kind of watch one for the first time, I would suggest watching Crash Landing on You. It's on Netflix, 
and that's a pretty good one. But warning, it, it there are weird humors in it. Like it's weird. There's some weird humor that's super cheesy, but they know it, and you know the creators know it. Once you get used to that, like everything else is super good. So good. It's so good. That show will probably forever be on my number one list forever. Um. Okay. So with this quote, I when we were watching it. And we watch it with subtitles because we listen to it in Korean. I would highly recommend just watching it with subtitles because when you listen to it dubbed, when so the English is talked over instead of the Korean, it just sounds really weird. And it's kind of hard to watch, at least for us. Well, to me, it's almost therapeutic. <laughs> listening, listening to the Korean language is just so smooth and it's very beautiful. And so anyways, so we read the subtitles and when we were watching this and I was reading what he was saying, it just stood out to me so much because I love when he says only humans attack age as a weakness and spend money on it and it causes them to spend emotions. And it just really impacted me because it made me realize, yeah, like why, why are we at that word attack? We attack age. Why does it have to be a weakness? Why does it have to be something that that we're so involved with. And especially, I don't know, it, it just always seems like it's something that we have to be focused on. And, and I am a planner and I definitely get so in my head about plan and the linear, the what's that word? Linearity? I have no clue. <laughs> the, just the, the way that time is so linear to us when really, I don't know, I feel like if I were to just take a step back and let myself relax sometimes these little things that I'm focused on they aren't actually big deals but when I'm focused on it it is a big deal but I need to just not let myself be so focused on that so anyway so when I when we watched that and I saw that it just really made me think about what am I spending my emotion on am I spending my emotion in very negative ways am I because ultimately I'm in control of that. Those are my emotions. That's how I'm thinking what I'm doing. And so I get to choose my perspective on those different things. And when he says it's the price we humans pay for having an evolved neocortex, how high of a price do I want to pay? And personally, I don't want to make it that high. <laughs> right. And like what you're saying, it's all about perspective. So that price, depending on what your emotions you're spending, that could be a good price. You know, if you're like, I'm only 20 and... I have so much life and so much ahead of me and I'm going to focus now and I'm going to work hard and do these things now. And then that's your price you're paying, you know, your emotion of like drive, your emotion of motivation. And so like the price, depending on what your perspective, you choose your perspective to be can be good or bad, but I don't think it's always bad. Well, I like how you said, oh, I'm only 20. You can change that so fast and say, I'm already 20. I'm already 30. And how you look at it makes all the difference just by changing those two words i'm only or i'm already and that changes a lot on how you're going to approach a situation i feel like yeah i know someone who's super young and it seems from what i've seen he kind of beats himself up about how old he is already and how he's not in his career he's not making a certain amount of money he's not super successful or he doesn't have his own business or whatever but like yeah his emotions do seem a bit negative but like from my perspective he's super young I mean, he's in his 20s, I think, and 
It's like, you have so much life ahead of you. Like, I'm 31. I mean, I do feel old sometimes, but it's like, you're still a kid. You have so much you can do. Don't let what other people are doing affect your perspective of where you're at. Because like we said in our other episode, you can't compare your 20-something years with someone's 50-something years. You can't compare those your 20-something years with someone's 40-something years. You haven't lived enough life. You haven't experienced those experiences. You haven't had enough time to experience the experiences that they've had. You need to, like, yeah, perspective really is everything because your emotions are the price that you do pay. Yeah. I Well, and I think the way you said that too is really good because to a person, when they're in their young 20s, if all they're looking at is, oh, I'm not here, I'm not here, I'm not to this point I want to be at, I'm not to where that person's at, you looking at it as a 31-year-old looking back and think, oh, but look at all these years you still had ahead of you, you know? And so just wherever you put yourself, if you want to look at it, you can look at it and say, okay, I am only at this place in time and I'm going to do this with that time. You you know, you can look at it and look forward at all those years you have ahead of you and think, wow, that's awesome. I can do so much with that time. Or you can look at it and think, oh boy, I've already lost. You can look behind you. Oh boy, I've already lost all that time. So are you going to look forward or are you going to look back? Well, you can even look back and say, look at all that I have accomplished. You don't have to think negatively both ways. You can think positively both ways. It's all about your perspective. Touche. Which actually makes me think of an experience that I had the other day. Kayla knows all about it. (laughs) But the other day, I had kind of a stressful day. I guess it kind of built up throughout the week. Our van, we mentioned in our other episode is just having some problems with the doors. Vans are still amazing, but ours is just giving <laughs> us a big issue lately. Yeah, again, we still love minivans. They're amazing f- for families. But the other day, I was with the kids uh, getting food or something. And after we went into the store, came out, I went to open the sliding door on the minivan and it wouldn't move. So I started like trying to shove it open, which I probably shouldn't have done now that all that has happened happened but i shoved it a few times and it actually came off the track so the door like popped out and it didn't fall to the ground but it popped out of the track so now it's scraping the side of the van and i have three kids with me by myself and so i'm just like stressing anyways that's like a whole other story but the door came off so the other day A few days after this happened, I had been kind of stressing because I wanted to get the podcast going. I wanted to make sure that I got the episode released. I usually want to get it released on Tuesday, no later than Wednesday, but everything was kind of out of whack this week. That's why this episode's released so late. But the other day, which was the day that I usually get the podcast ready and recorded and starting to get it edited and everything, we actually had ended up taking the van in because the door was hanging off, which is annoying. I had to like shove it to get it to shut as much as possible. Then we had to drive it to the mechanic. It was a big mess. So I'm already stressed because I can't get the podcast going because I I really love doing the podcast and I love all that I learned when I do the podcast, but everything was, again, out of whack. So we took... Well, and you were, you had deadlines for work that were happening. You were worried about those, stressed about making those happen. Yeah, I had deadlines I needed to do for the business. Um, No time for the podcast. We went to the mechanics that morning, so I couldn't get anything done. And then that took actually quite a while and a lot more time than I thought. And then we came back and then we had an appointment to go to the temple like an hour later. So I was just kind of really annoyed and stressed, which I don't get that way a lot. But when I do, it like 
makes me even more mad because I'm letting myself get stressed and I know it. So it's just a big circle of stress and annoyance. And when I say we're going to the temple, uh, we're LDS or members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And so when I say a temple, a temple is a big part of what we do. It's where we go to make promises with God and to just be reminded of what's truly important in life and just grow closer to God. That's the whole point and to Jesus Christ. But at that, at that point, going to the temple was just another stressor for me because it was going to take up a lot of time that I didn't feel like I had. And I'm super honorary on the drive there. We had to go drop off my our kids at my parents and then go to the temple. And then we ended up being late for our appointment. So they had to push us back to a later time. And so it was just a big mess of a day, pretty much from my perspective. I guess the whole point of the story is that once I was in the temple, I was able to kind of shift my perspective to really think about what's actually important to me in my life. And so all that honoriness, all that stress, all that negativity was able to be washed away because I was able to change my perspective because I was reminded, you know, God is what's important and families is what's important and, you know, everything's going to be okay. That's what I felt. And then Kayla noticed the difference when I came out. I was, I mean, her as well. But we were just much more happy, much more calm because, yeah, our perspective changed. Yeah, which because we were talking after we were both, you know, stressed out about everything going on in our day. And for me, the appointment getting pushed later was a big worry because we were going later than the grandparents were planning and all these things. And so we both felt that noticeable difference when we came out of the temple. We talked about just how realizing the perspective change for us was what, you know, okay yeah we had all these worries and all these things that that they do matter in our lives these little things the reason they're stressors is because they do impact us and so it's okay to have that affect us but then it was just really good and nice to be reminded of okay but what actually really does matter what's the big picture here it was just taking it was a way to take a step back and be like okay what matters is our family and you know we were able to remember why we're doing what we're doing and it's all for our family and for God and we're like okay do we have our priorities straight yes and so it was okay and it was just a good it was a good reminder so when I was thinking about that and everything I thought about some things that have reminded me to change my perspective or to focus on how to take those little step backs and something that I've kind of started noticing the past little bit is the little things are the big things whether that can be negative or bad, <laughs> negative or bad. That can be <laughs> negative, negative. <laughs> that can be negative or positive, depending on how I want to take it. So the other day I was in my room and I was doing some stretches after I had finished my workout and I was laying on the floor and it was still kind of early in the morning. And so the sun wasn't up yet. I was just laying there and everything. And you know, when the sun isn't up yet and the lighting is kind of gray, blue almost it's just kind of calm and quiet and I was laying there listening to my instrumental music really relaxed and then I kind of opened my eyes and all of a sudden the room was so bright and it the sun had risen above the mountains that had come into our room and it was shining and it was warm and again just this like bright glow was in our room and I just laid there and was like almost my breath was taken away at just how simply beautiful it was and it almost felt like this was for me like that sunrise was for me so I could just feel this and even though it was such a simple moment and I could have totally just let it pass by and not even think about it but to me it just really stood out because it was just this moment where I got to pause I like 
I didn't listen to any of the outside noises. I had my music going and I just thought life is beautiful. And it's these little simple things that remind me of that. And then I got thinking more like, what are those other moments that in these crazy busy days that we have in these loud, Dylan and I have been talking a lot lately about the impact and influence of social media because it's loud, it's in our lives, it's in our homes, and especially with our children and trying to make sure that we are protecting them as much as we can from all those outside influences in the world. How can I remind myself? Okay, like the perspective changes, right? How do I take that step back in these busy days? And it's little moments like that where the sun shines in the room and I take a moment to appreciate that. I was, yeah, this was back in the fall, so a few months ago. We were, I was sitting outside, the kids are playing, I was sitting there and it started to rain, but it was one of those rains where the sun is shining and there's basically no clouds, but it's still somehow raining. So just absolutely amazing. And I look and our little one-year-old is standing there with her arms open, looking up at the sky and just spinning around with this beautiful smile on her face. And it was just incredible to witness that. And again, just the beauty in that little everyday thing. In another moment that I had was back when I had, when we had just our little baby girl, our first one, she was not even one yet. And I made my first pumpkin pie ever. (laughs) And I was so proud of myself that I sat down with her on the kitchen floor and we ate some of my pumpkin pie. It was such a simple moment, but I still, it still impacts me to this day because I remember sitting there on that floor with her eating pumpkin pie and it just being, again, simple and beautiful and a moment for me to pause and just be present. And those are the things that help my perspective change is when I take a step back and I let things slow down. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for sharing all that. We actually live really close to the mountains. So I can picture that like it's dark and then the sun comes up over the mountains and then boom, it's light. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've had moments like that as well. Uh, Actually the other day, you guys were getting in the truck to go somewhere. I think we were going to the library. Oh, yeah. My wife <laughs> takes the kids to the library and they get like a billion books and they go like once a week. Uh, I think it's about once every three weeks. Oh, once every three weeks. But she gets like 30 books. 50. 50? Okay, 50 books. She gets 50 books. But they were about to go on their trip and I was helping her get the kids loaded up because it's kind of annoying. I was picking up our youngest, buckling her in and everything and the other kids too helping with that and yeah kind of just like what you were saying it's just you're very present and you're just noticing all the good and because that moment could totally pass you by and you wouldn't even know well it's just and it's and it's not even like some super special moment it's just like an everyday moment and i just remember listening to my daughter laugh and talk to me in her little voice and i'm just buckling her talking to her or lifting up my son to put him in his seat and just talking to my kids And I just remember, yeah, it's just a really happy moment and just noticing how beautiful they are, how cute they are, how much joy they bring me. And I wish I could stay in that perspective always, but it's, I guess most people are probably similar where it's glimpses where they feel those things and they see that they have that perspective. But yeah, that's something definitely I want to notice more. Well, it's the other everyday usual moments that make you appreciate the little moments. So you need both. You need to have the the regular experiences so that way when the little beautiful pieces of life come in like that you appreciate it that much more yeah that's true actually i wanted to share a story it's kind of a funny story but it's about perspective called cookies by douglas adams and it goes something like this this actually did happen to a real person and the real person is me 
I had gone to catch a train. This was April 1976 in Cambridge, UK. I was a bit early for the train. I'd gotten the time of the train wrong. I went to get myself a newspaper to do the crossword and a cup of coffee and a packet of cookies. I went and sat at a table. I want you to picture the scene. It's very important that you get this very clear in your mind. Here's the table, newspaper, cup of coffee, packet of cookies. There's a guy sitting opposite me, perfectly ordinary looking guy wearing a business suit, carrying a briefcase. It didn't look like he was going to do anything weird. What he did was this. He suddenly leaned across, picked up the packet of cookies, tore it open, took one out, and ate it. Now this, I have to say, is the sort of thing the British are very bad at dealing with. There's nothing in our background, upbringing, or education that teaches you how to deal with someone who in broad daylight has just stolen your cookies. You know what would happen if this had been South Central Los Angeles. There would have very quickly been gunfire, helicopters coming in, CNN, you know. But in the end, I did what any red-blooded Englishman would do. I ignored it. I stared at the newspaper, took a sip of coffee, tried to do a clue in the newspaper. Couldn't do anything and thought, what am I going to do? In the end, I thought, nothing for it. I'll just have to go for it. And I tried very hard not to notice the fact that the packet was already mysteriously opened. I took out a cookie for myself. I thought, that settled him. But it hadn't, because a moment or two later, he did it again. He took another cookie. Having not mentioned it the first time, it was somehow even harder to raise the subject the second time around. Excuse me, I couldn't help but notice. I mean, it doesn't really work. We went through the whole packet like this. When I say the whole packet, I mean there were only about eight cookies, but it felt like a lifetime. He took one, I took one. He took one, I took one. Finally, when we get to the end, he stood up and walked away. Well, we exchanged meaningful looks, then he walked away, and I breathed a sigh of relief and sat back. A moment or two later, the train was coming in, so I tossed back the rest of my coffee, stood up, and picked up the newspaper. And underneath the newspaper were my cookies. The thing I like particularly about this story is the sensation that somewhere in England, there has been wandering around for the last quarter century a perfectly ordinary guy who's had the same exact story, only he doesn't have the punchline. And I thought this story was funny because, I mean, from his perspective, this dude was just taking his cookies that he just bought. And I think it's funny how he said that he did what any red-blooded Englishman would do, and he just ignored it. In America, I don't think people would ignore it. <laughs> but, yeah, it just goes, it's a simple, funny way to think about perspective, because he just thought, this guy's taking my cookies, and I don't know what to do about it, and just made a super stressful, awkward situation. And then he lifts up his newspapers, and boom, he has his cookies. And he realizes that he's the weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... I heard this story a few years ago, okay, like many years ago, and I always loved it because how often are we the people that are eating someone else's cookies, but we think it they're eating ours, you know, where it's just, I'm the one that's wrong. Oh, I'm the one that this, and the other person could have very easily been that person that said, uh, excuse me, those are my cookies, but he just shared his packet and then got up and walked away and... <laughs> I want to be that kind of person. I want to be that person that would like be okay with that and hopefully not be the person that picks up my newspaper and sees my cookies there and have to be a little bit humbled. <laughs> Honestly, I don't even know what I'd do in that situation. I'd probably just give them the cookies. I, yeah, I would. <laughs> I'd give them the cookies. I just would like not, I would pretend I never bought a packet and not even worry about it. Yeah. And I think while this story is funny and it's super lighthearted, I think... 
it can also be applied to super serious things. Um, I know that in my life I've had experiences where I either took something super light or the opposite. I took something super heavy and I came to find that it either it's a bigger deal to me than I thought or it's actually not something worth spending that emotion on, you know, and I'm sure everyone's had experiences like that. So one experience that I wanted to share as I was thinking about perspective Uh, One of the biggest perspective changes that I had that really affected and impacted my life a lot was marching band. Going to get a little nerdy here for a minute. Nerd. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, So I was in... By the way, my wife was part of one of the best high school marching bands in the nation. Just saying. The Western region. Okay. In the Western region of the nation. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't just be cocky. This is just to say how incredible the program was and how big of a deal it was. I'll, I'll brag for you. They're, they're the number one band in the Western region. Still. Still. For the last like 20 plus years, probably almost 30 years now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Go band. <laughs> American Fork Band. Okay, we don't need to say the name. Why? <laughs> you can't be like <laughs> American Fork Utah Band. Okay, and the American Fork High School Marching Band. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's, that's a little nerdy oh that that sound just makes me so happy every saturday night out on the field you hear that it's, oh, okay it's not the friday night lights of football or no, anything it's no. the friday night lights of band no this is so much better okay so i'm in eighth grade and i had watched for the last two years my older brother be a marching band and so this was new to us because we moved we were in, we lived in colorado growing up as kids and then we moved to utah by the way, just disclaimer, I don't think band is bad. Like I don't I'm 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 not actually dissing on band. I he was has in to band. Give me a hard time. I was in band for a year or two. I played <laughs> the trumpet. Okay. I'm I, I'm just giving you a hard time. Anyways, keep going. He has to. But anyways, um 8th grade. 8th grade and I had watched So yeah, so we lived in Colorado, moved to Utah and we moved to American Fork, Utah. And band. <laughs> that is the band place because as i just previously mentioned they're huge they are amazing mr miller had an incredible program and just a legacy of tradition and excellence so incredible so we move here and we're like what is this like what is this marching band thing and my brother had already been playing the trumpet for several years and i have been playing the flute all throughout elementary band so He gets involved in marching band and right away realized this is intense. This is a real big thing. So I watch him go through it for two years and I'm like, no way. I am not an intense person. I'm not going to do that whole like once you're in it, you're in it and you are involved and you're dedicated and you do it and you don't quit. And it's it's a lifestyle. Well, even like growing up, I didn't really do anything with band. Like when I was in high school, I had nothing to do with band. But you always hear them practicing. And I could hear them practicing from blocks away. Mm -hmm. I lived probably like eight blocks from the school, maybe-ish. And I could hear them practicing. Yep. In the in the summers, it's all during the mornings and the and some nights. You have Saturday practices and then during competition season. It's in, anyways, it is intense. It's a it's crazy. <laughs> so um, I had seen him be doing that. And again, I was just like, no, that again, it's for nerds. It's for people who are too intense. Not me. I had this whole vision of what it was. And it was very easy for me to have that vision because I wasn't in it. Well, we come to, I again, I was in eighth grade and you start marching band. You can start it when you're a freshman in ninth grade. That's, you know, because high school's starting. 
And again, it just wasn't even on my radar. That was not even a thing. But then my brother one night calls home. He was gone at a competition in Idaho and we get a call and he says, mom, dad, there's been a bus accident. I'm okay. I'll let you know a little bit, but just know that I'm okay. And I remember being in a complete like shock. What is happening? What's going on? Anyways, as the night goes on and the next morning we find out it was the woodwind bus that had had an accident and which are the flutes and stuff yes the flutes and clarinets and the bus driver had lost consciousness the bus went off the road and one of the teachers which she was my teacher heather christensen in 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 concert band in school she got up and got got the wheel and put the bus back on track and it did end up tipping and she was ejected from the bus and she did lose her life but because of her she saved all those students on the bus and that night totally changed obviously so many lives in our community um and just so that was saturday night and that tuesday that following tuesday just three days later they had a competition and everyone it was a huge to do oh you know we can't go tons of the several of the students were still out some had neck braces some had slings just all these things from the accident so several students were out and they were like no we're you know american fork is not going to compete it's way too soon after the accident after the passing of heather but mr miller and the staff and all the the students they agreed they needed to pay tribute to heather and to her sacrifice and the show that season was called the greatest generation it was all about the sacrifice of our veterans and those who give their lives for our freedoms so that tuesday night obviously everyone was there everyone that was in the stadium to watch that performance and i just get chills thinking about that night and how incredible it was to see those kids perform a show like that and they had this tribute to heather and they had a banner there that ended the show and they had the scripture john 15 13 greater love hath no man than this that a man lay down his life for his friends and obviously that is exactly what heather did she not only lived her life dedicated to students and sharing the power and beauty of music but then she she ended it giving the ultimate sacrifice of her life for those students so I'm sitting in the stands of this eighth grader girl, what is that, like 13, 14, sitting there, and all of a sudden, in an instant, my perspective changes, and I thought, I need to be part of this incredible program where people are willing to give their lives, where these students are willing to do something so incredibly hard. It changed from, oh, look, you know, I don't want to do something so intense, to, I need to be a part of something like that, to to be a part of something where these people feel like they belong to something bigger than themselves. So I, I did it. I tried out. I memorized the annoying parade tunes. I did all these things and was in the marching band. And I will tell you, it, it really did change my life. It sounds so nerdy. It sounds so cheesy because it was just marching band, but it meant everything to me because that is where I made some of the most incredible friends. They're still my friends to this day, which is a big deal post high school. And they were on that bus. And I can't even say how thankful I am for Heather and what she did that night. But yeah, so to then go four years of marching band, 
just absolutely dedicated, did all these things. And I did become that intense person that I said I would never be. And I lived, breathed marching band through and through. And And in high school, you know what kids are marching band kids. (laughs) They are, they're loud and proud. Oh yeah. And they wear, I remember them coming to school with their, uh, their necklace, their medals. Um, medals, because they're so proud, which they should okay, be. No, no, no. They worked hard, <laughs> but I just remember back then, my perspective being, oh, these guys are nerds. Right. Yeah, <laughs> but you should be proud of the things that you accomplish. Hundred percent, be proud. And like I said, I don't dish on band, and I didn't back then, but I thought the band kids were weird. <laughs> <laughs> you were one of those weird kids. We're, <laughs> yeah. It's a different kind of people for sure, but good people, good people. And yeah. So anyways, so to have my perspective change like that was so incredible. And it all led up to four years. You know, I'm a senior in high school. It's my last performance. And we got to go perform in Indianapolis on the stadium or in the stadium, which was a huge deal because this is a national competition. All four years of high school, we competed, you know, Western region, stay all the things, but we finally got to compete against the nation, against all the bands. And Battle of the bands. <laughs> oh and that, that was another perspective change because I remember walking onto that field and I remember playing my last note that I'll ever play as part of a high school marching band student. And I remember looking up and thinking, I did it. I did this, you know? And it was a perspective of... I, I literally saw a flash in my mind of everything I had been through to get up there from the bus accident and how that had affected me and made that, you know, helped me make that choice and that decision and that change in my life to the the summer practices and the parades and the hours I had spent memorizing music and parts and literally blood, sweat and tears that had gone into it. And there I was. And I got to compete and perform on a national level with all of the people that I loved and cared for so much. And it was just, it was so cool. So cool. And it just reminds me of this quote. That's one of my favorites. And I have it on a plaque up in our home. It says, life is not measured by the number of breaths we take, but by the moments that take our breath away. And to me, that is what perspective is everything that we've talked about like to me that's what it all comes down to it's those little moments where the sun is coming through the window or i'm eating pumpkin pie on the kitchen floor or i remember oh if someone eats my cookies i should just be okay with it It, that like that's what perspective is because it's reminding myself yeah every day has these moments has these number of moments but am i letting myself get that breath taken away can i take that moment looking up in the stadium and remembering everything that I had been through to get me there. And am I letting myself slow down to have those moments? And that's perspective to me. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing all that. That's a beautiful story. And like I said, I make, I make fun of bands to you, not because I actually diss on bands. Just because you had to tease me. Cause I really, I mean, I married you. So (laughs) (laughs) I knew you were a band person, band nerd. I don't there's nothing actually real you can make fun of about band because it's actually the coolest sport out there. No way. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it's the coolest sport out there. <laughs> I will go to my grave defending marching band. <laughs> Always. Well, I mean, I, I agreed with everything you said until you said sport. <laughs> Stop, okay, we're not going to go into that right now. I'm just kidding. Okay. Kind of. 
<laughs> no, it's it's a diff it's a sport, but you wouldn't normal people wouldn't think of it as a sport. It will be in the Olympics someday. I'll just say that. Oh, that's true. Yeah, it's not an Olympics. It's not it, a sport. It will it will be someday. We have to evolve to that point. We're oh, not there yet. Oh, we're in not our ev- evolution. We're, we're not evolved. No. I see. Okay. The world is not ready for that yet. I don't think so either. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny. No, I actually went to after we got married, we actually went to a few band competitions. And it was really good. It it was really good. It's cool what people can do. People are awesome. And when you work together as a group, that's what's amazing. I'm going to get on my marching band pedestal if we don't end this soon. But when people work together, they can do amazing things. Oh, yeah. I agree. 100%. And there's weirdos in every clique. There's weirdos in every group of people. (laughs) I do remember... At the end of some competitions where they just start doing like mambo lines and what's that? Those trains where people hold onto their hips and okay, they like run around. We have to let loose somehow <laughs> because we are so strict, especially like American Fork. We are so strict on how, like on practices, on how we do things. And we have to, when we get ready to get to the awards, it's about a probably 30 minute It's stay. like two hours. It's, it's, <laughs> it's long. so long. <laughs> And we have to stand at attention for almost half of it. So we, like like I said, Mr. Miller, he ran an incredible program. He's retired now. But in America, Park is still doing amazing. That's what's really cool. But anyways, so. All I was saying just, is the Mamba Lions <laughs> that yeah, broke out, that's the kind of people are there. They love life. Uh, it's that's not exactly, bad. Yeah, they love life. It's just I remember cringing at it. But the reason we <laughs> like, do oh. that is because we are so strict in certain times that it's like we have to let loose sometimes and do the Mamba it is. Line. It's, <laughs> it's, it's funny to watch the perspective, like that shift where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, wow, they're super serious and they're very professional and they don't move when they're not supposed to move and they're standing straight up and down and they're stepping in the way they need to step at the time they need to step mm-hmm. and then once it's over it's like mumble line <laughs> oh we're gonna go be weirdos now and play tag <laughs> it's like we're all watching you but okay no it balance it's all about balance. yeah they they are the epitome of discipline mm. so they need and they can feel more hardcore the opposite <laughs> of just goofy weirdness yep <laughs> No, I love the story. I love your experience. Kayla does talk about band every once in a while and because it has been such a big part of her life. It's been a huge part of her life. Mm-hmm. And so something that I do appreciate. And we haven't gone in a while, but I, I did enjoy when we did go. We'll start going again. Now that our kids are older, I can start taking them and uh, start getting them in there. Them? No, <laughs> just showing them what they don't want to miss out on. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> We'll see. Anyway. I like what you said about perspective and finding the good in the little things too and changing your perspective in the little things. Because, yeah, that was a big perspective shift for you and it took a long time and it was this big experience. But I think also along with that, it's important, like you said, to try to shift your perspective in the little things every day too. Because the things where you're stressed, the things that are bringing you negativity and bringing you down during the day can be lifted, can be changed. And those things can be turned into positivity and feeling of being lighter if you choose to change your perspective or at least try. And I think that's something important that we got to make sure to try to do every single day is to go about our day with the right perspective. And that's something that I'm working on. Obviously, I'm not perfect at it, but 
I don't know. I think I do pretty okay. You do really good. You definitely are a good example to me of that. Because like I said, I can get in my head a lot sometimes about the little things and making them big things. And you're good to remind me to, to kind of bring me down, back down to earth. And okay, what well, actually matters here. And you're really good at that. And you're a good example to me of when I need to actually take things seriously <laughs> and have that perspective of you no know, time management <laughs> and all that stuff, which honestly the time management would probably be better for my stress because that's what kind of was the whole thing for that the other day where I had my experience of being super stressed and annoyed is I kind of lacked on my time management and life happened, which mm-hmm. happens with everything. So, and is there anything else that you wanted to share or any thoughts that you had? I don't think so. I think that's that's good. Awesome. I just wanted to end with a quote. It goes, life is really simple, but we insist on making it complicated. Mm-hmm. Confucius, which is super true. Mm-hmm. We need to make things as simple as possible and keep that perspective and maybe kind of like a cat live in the now and don't let the other things that don't actually matter bring us down or cause us stress and just, yeah, focus on our perspective. Don't pay the price. Don't go too high on your price of what you're willing to pay. Or choose the right currency of your emotion that Mm -hmm. you want to pay. And we'll end with our question of the week. And Kayla, do you want to ask a question for the week? Sure. So what do you do to change your perspective in a situation? If you were able to get some value out of this episode and it shines some light into your day, if you haven't already, please subscribe and turn on all notifications so you don't miss any of our weekly uploads. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or however you listen to us, please leave a rating and review. Again, the more positive ratings and reviews as well as shares that we get, the easier it is for other people to find this podcast, which helps the Dodal community grow, which results in more light that we can help spread in this world. If you have a story suggestion, please submit it to our email, which is in the description below. You can also submit it on our Instagram. And with that, I will leave you the same as always. Thank you so much for being here. And until next week, please strive to be a light, share your light, and help others to do the same. This world that we share needs you.